fun guys and gals hope everything is going so well with all of you guys um, and that you've been enjoying some nice summer weather uh, and maybe seeing more people uh, with the world starting to reopen again and going back to normal uh, I went to a family wedding this past weekend and it almost felt like a dream uh, that I was able to be there considering what has been going on the last year or so great stuff and uh, looking forward to more uh, anywho though I was a little busy last weekend and school is wrapping up here in the next couple of weeks I always well maybe not always but I sometimes have time to release another episode of the podcast and last week I had the great privilege of being able to talk to Brett Park who is one of the most talented artists that I've personally ever met and is also the creator of the webcomic on Instagram thumb paint. The essential question that Brett and I were able to discuss was how art has helped him. What the essential question was, how has art helped you? We talked about everything related to Brett's very accomplished career thus far as an art content creator, his paintings, balancing art school and his personal art, his YouTube channel, and how social media can get to all of us in the worst possible ways. This interview was super fun to do, and it's always great to do interviews with fellow content creators because I feel like we can relate on a whole nother level. And it also helps that Brett is an awesome human being who's doing great things in the world and can't wait to see what else he does. But I hope you guys enjoy this episode of the podcast and let's talk about some art, even though I can't personally draw for shit. So enjoy and cue it up. Coming to you, oh, there you go. <laughs> Coming to you live from my parents' house. We got episode twenty-three of the Essential Question podcast, and today I have a very, very special guest. Uh, our first artist on the podcast. When I mean like legit artist, someone who paints, does like really cool stuff, and is actually very talented in that area, and doesn't just draw stick figures. We got Brett Park on the podcast. What's going on, Brett? Hi, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you for the, the intro. I'm not sure if I would call myself a, a really good artist, but I appreciate that compliment. I mean, I'm going to be linking his Instagram down below, so y'all decide for yourself. He is very, very talented in his own right. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah. So uh, he just moved into LA, so big moves, big moves. How, how, <laughs> how are you liking the city so far? The city's great. I haven't gotten a real chance to check out the art scenes yet, but I'm really excited to do that. I just moved in about four or five days ago, so I'm excited to see more of the city for sure. Oh, that should be fun. That should be fun. I watched your vlog on your empty apartment tour. So. Oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wow, you don't want right, me right. seeing your vlogs, bro? <laughs> I had to. When I saw your YouTube linked to your Instagram, I was like, okay, I got to check out his YouTube game. But it's it's pretty fire. Your your vlogs are pretty good. Your vlog game is, is on point. Thank you. You know, we're getting there. We're trying. We're trying yeah. our best here. Yeah, you'll get to the Emma Chamberlain status one day. Emma Chamberlain. <laughs> I was like trying to look for her because she had a pop-up store soon and for like Levi's. I'm yeah. not sure if you can leave that in because like a company name, but like. No, it's fine. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> not monetized yet, so. Love that. No, I, I feel that. 
That's cool. Um, so for the audience that doesn't really know who you are, give them like a couple sentence, like Wikipedia summary on like who Brett is and like, what do you do? Like, what's your, what's your move? What do you do? Yeah, for sure. I am a, how do I show myself? I am a 19 year old artist that was from the Bay Area in California and I just moved to LA. I mainly do web comics, um, some traditional art here and there. And I'm currently a USC student majoring in comm and art. So I'm excited to see what I can do in college there. But yeah, just having a good time so far. That's good. That's good. See, that was a good summary, bro. That was, that was solid. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you run an Instagram page called Thumb Paint for the audience that uh, doesn't know. And he's got like tons and tons of followers. Brett is basically world famous at this point. Um, <laughs> he's, in, he's in the hundred thousands for Instagram followers. So he's, he's legit. Um, so kind of give, or were you always like super into art growing up? Like how did that interest like come out of you, so to speak? Like, was it always there? Yeah, so ever since like a young age, I definitely gravitated more towards the arts than my sister or like my parents ever did. Um, but my real interest kicked in actually when I was second in second grade. Um, I didn't start drawing until this kid challenged me to draw like a dolphin. He was like known as the <laughs> artist in our class. And he challenged me, he's like, hey bro, like I can draw a dolphin better than you. I had never really drawn animals before. So we had a little competition, the whole class was watching. He beat me, made fun of me for it. It was a fun time, you know. And then I just went home and started drawing dolphins. And then I tried to re-challenge him later, but then he moved schools. But I just kept drawing since then. That's tough. That's tough. Yeah, I, it's tough. Hey, I think we got to get a YouTube video up. Brett versus the second grade challenge. Hired him to do art. I think I think that would be a, an, a content piece right there. For sure. Yeah. So like after dolphins, you kind of just like, were you like, oh, like I can draw other things too. And it just kind of progressed yeah definitely started to progress I tried to get more into like the art classes in middle school tried to do some art classes in high school but nothing ever too serious never did like um or outside mostly mostly self-taught I would say and just from like books and stuff yeah mm -hmm. yeah so like I mean you kind of mentioned it right like that whole idea of like you were never like oh like art is my legit career like you never thought of it like that so like when was it like always a hobby? And like, when did that transition happen where it's like, oh shit, I can, you know, I could paint for a living. Yeah, I would say sophomore year when I started my webcomic account, Thumb Paint, it was kind of a, I wouldn't say I thought of hobby, like, sorry. I wouldn't say I thought art as anything but a hobby to me. And I still think it is kind of a hobby. Definitely trying to slowly transition more into like, the career aspect because um, as I've seen so far, there's not too much money in the art community that I've seen so far. And so that'd be really hard to make a living off of, but I didn't really feel like I could potentially pursue art as a career until I started kind of gaining traction on Instagram and, um, TikTok and stuff like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think now like more than ever, it's just like easier to blow up, you know? Cause like people are like always, I feel like people are like obsessed with those TikToks where it's like, watch me recreate this painting in 30 seconds. And it's like the whole, like, you know, time lapse and it just looks amazing. So it's like, you know, it's like, damn, I wish I but had yeah, that. Talent. <laughs> it's crazy on TikTok. It's such like a powerful platform now. And you even see its influence on other social media platforms like Instagram who just transitioned to reels, Snapchat yeah. with like their, um, their random thing that they're doing what is it called i'm not sure but the stories or whatever oh no that's yeah yeah 
like the the spotlights snapchat spotlight snapchat yeah. is so confusing bro it it's is genuinely one of the most confusing like platforms i just go on there and i'm like what do like people get out of this <laughs> no same same <laughs> very confusing platform uh i don't know why it was so popular when i was in high school i don't know if it was popular when you were in high school but yeah it's snapchat's very confusing it's crazy um, yeah <laughs> yeah uh so did you like um uh, so like what was that like first piece because i know you definitely i was watching some of your youtube videos and you were like this art is so cringe like blah 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 so like what was like your first piece that you created where you're like damn that was like pretty good and you like look back on it and you're like yeah it's not as cringe as i thought oh uh, that's a hard question i think honestly i'm pretty much a pessimist i would say i'm not too optimistic despite some of my comics being very like fluffy lighthearted, and like positive maybe i'm just like projecting trying to be that person but i'm really a more negative person so when i look back i really do cringe at everything the only thing i was surprised by i would say in the past year is when i was sifting through old boxes i found this clown drawing that i made in fifth grade and i was like oh that's okay <laughs> so then i just moved it to the side saved it might do like a recreation video um we'll see but there yeah there you go there you go see fifth sometimes the best things happen early right you know so yeah yeah, yeah. damn um but i've never personally been a very talented artist as you can tell um and art history really has like never been my strength but like do you kind of like do artists take inspiration from other painters or is it just like things you see in the outside world where you're like, oh, like, let me express that through painting. Like, how does the inspiration aspect work? I'm just curious. Yes, I think it's different for everyone. I personally don't dabble too much in like the art news and the art history so far, just because I haven't had like really great formal studying with that, even though there's so many resources online, I just haven't taken the time to do that yet. I mainly draw inspiration from like other artists that I see on social media and I guess the world around me. Like whenever I see a nice color palette or like a shirt that's like a graphic design logo, I always like take a picture of it to see it for later. But I guess, I'm not sure who said this quote, it might have been like Billie Eilish or someone, um, but it was, she was just talking about how like art creates art and whether it's a podcast, social media thing, like you just create off of what you're known inspired by and it should happen like pretty organically, I'd say. No, for sure. I, I definitely, I definitely get that. I was just confused on like the inspiration thing because I was like, there's not like very many like you know like with music like rappers will be like oh like i'm inspired by you know tupac or biggie or like you know and like athletes are like i'm inspired by x y and z but like with artists it's never like oh i'm inspired by pablo picasso like i've never heard that no before. yeah you know so yeah. i was just like oh interesting yeah like, um, like what inspired you to do this podcast this podcast um honestly it was just like a variety of things i think I give the credit to amazon.com, honestly, because I was just like sifting through Amazon one day and I saw the starter mic set and I was like, huh, this could be fun. And then I just like skipped past it. And then, and then like the thought of a podcast kind of like popped in my head because I listened to a lot. I listened to a lot of podcasts and that kind of just uh, kind of spiraled from there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's pretty cool. Like I never thought that like I would be able to like be in the position that i'm in today when it came to this like podcast like 23 episodes damn pretty good that's so awesome yeah i was scrolling through and there's a lot of like some pretty cool people on here like i'm i was like oh wow it's awesome yeah, yeah it's been yeah. it's been crazy so far 
Um, but this episode is not about me. It's about you. Okay. <laughs> Don't try to take the attention off yourself, Brett. Um, so we, we grew up in the same area. Those people that don't know in the Bay. Um, and you kind of know what the mentality is out here. You know, it's grades first, everything second. Um, mm-hmm. so how did that play into like, how did that play in effect in terms of like the way you saw art? Like, you know, cause like art is like very low down on the list of career options out here you know yeah I think it's the bottom of the barrel for everywhere especially like the Silicon Valley (laughs) yeah uh I guess the nature of the Silicon Valley is very STEM oriented because there's obviously so much tech here but for me I never really thought too much about going into a STEM field because it never really interested me um my parents were always super supportive and never pushed me to like be a doctor be a lawyer I never had that external pressure from Mm -hmm. them So I was really fortunate to have the option to do whatever I wanted. um, And they really supported me with that. In high school, though, there's definitely a stigma of what you're trying to do. Everyone was trying to be a doctor or a lawyer. Um, I'm sure you know, it's like, it's (laughs) insane. It's insane. And so even when I was going to major in communications, people were like, oof, like calm, really? Did you get looks? Like Like, people would be like, oh, Brett. (laughs) No, I definitely did. Because people always look at the college name, which if it's not Ivy, they don't care. Yeah. And so, after, and even if it's Cornell, they don't care. So um, they see the college name and immediately they look at the major and if it's not STEM, then they just, they cross it off. Yeah. Um, even if it's like an Ivy and you get in for like English, people will be like, oh, that's easy. No. Yeah. People are like, oh my gosh, you got into Stanford for gender studies. And then they just, I'm like, did you get into Stanford though? Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, you're just salty because you didn't get in yourself. But you exactly, know, whatever. It's ugh. high school was a time, man. I'm I'm it's happy. I'm a out fever of it. dream. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of weird that you got that like last little bit of like college decisions like online, so you didn't really have to like deal with it in person. Which yeah. like, yeah. I mean, dealing in person was it was not fun. There was like lots of drama at our high school too. Oh really? Yeah, dude. I remember. Okay, so this was this is not to go off a topic, but this was like May, April, March or April of my senior year. I walk into the office and there's like six, there's like gotta be like 10 or 15 kids just sitting outside, like panicking straight up. I'm like, what is going on? Like, is this like the purge? Like what's going to happen? And <laughs> like, I, I literally like look at the nurse and she's just like, she looks at me and she's like, Oh, it's Ivy day. This is normal. I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my Lord. Like this <laughs> I literally like had to hold in laughter. I was like, okay, <laughs> uh, this is jeez. Yeah. That gives you kind of insight into where we went to high school. But <laughs> no, yeah, it's so cutthroat. So cutthroat. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about thumb paint. Um, so kind of like what was the initial inspiration of this uh character, so to speak? And like how did you like get to the stage where you're like, screw it, I'm gonna put my art on social media? Cause that's a that's a big step. Yeah, for sure. To me, there was a lot of comfort in putting my art on social media rather than me. Um, I always wanted to do something where people were kind of watching me. I was was kind of not obsessed with fame in a sense because I don't really care about that stuff. I was just sent. I just wanted people to see my art in whatever expression that was. I don't feel like I'm tied down to a real medium yet, and so whether that's video content creation or just art in general I don't really care I just want people eyes on my work and so for me there was comfort in having a character that wasn't myself and so I just did 
a little representation of me, which was a thumbprint. So I thought that that is already an inherently unique symbol to everyone. And so that could be like my thing. So I created a character out of that. But what inspired it initially, I guess, was me just wanting to have a voice in a different community. I, even though I was really involved in school and stuff, I was super big on soccer outside of school. And I didn't really talk at all. Like people thought I was mute for a hot minute, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and so for me, it was just, kind of to voice like different thoughts and opinions I had um, through like the character thumb rather than in person in the real world. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, like I was going to ask you the next question was just like, what's the significance of like a thumb? Why'd you choose a thumb? Is it just cause like everyone has one? Yeah. Everyone has a unique like thumbprint. I think it's kind of cheesy. Um, it kind of manifested into more of this idea of like individuality rather than it did at the start. I feel like at the start, it was more so like, oh, everyone can relate to thumb prints because we all kind of did finger painting as kids. And so mm -hmm. that was something people could already like see and identify with. But as kind of like the message started going more and more towards the individuality route, um, I kind of not rewrote history in a sense, but took the meaning and pushed it more towards that unique aspect. Um, rather than like childhood nostalgia type beat. Yeah, no, I think it could work both ways. It's almost like a double entendre in terms of meaning, right? Where you can, it can be like a symbol, but it can also be kind of uh, like, like you were saying, like everyone's thumbprint is unique as I stare at mine right now. So I, <laughs> I was like, huh, how does mine look? But, uh, but yeah, no, I totally, I totally get you on that. Um, So like, bef like when you started thumb paint, like, was it kind of, uh, were you already putting art out on socials at that point or was like thumb paint kind of your first venture into into doing that in middle school i did a lot of the typical instagram art i'm not sure if you know about it but in the art community on instagram specifically um people draw the stereotypical like realistic lips and the lips are biting something i don't know if you've right, seen them right like, i think i've seen it yeah <laughs> yeah or like the multicolored hair that's in a braid like yeah. i was doing those type of things and it was not creative at all. I thought I was being creative, but it wasn't. And so um, that it's was like all of us school. in middle school. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, we all thought we were different, but we're not. Yeah. Oh man. So yeah, I mean, I guess this was like your first like legit like okay like I'm gonna I'm gonna do something here. Yeah. Um. So like, what was was your initial goal with thumb paint? Like, did you even think about the following? Were you just kind of like, oh, I'm just gonna put this out there for fun? Like, this is just a fun little project or. Like, and how did your kind of goal with the whole thing with thumb paint just change over time? To me, it was definitely a side project. I just really love this. Um, I always really like cartoons and I just want to make a cartoon character of my own and just have it in its own world too, I guess. And so I didn't really care too much about a following rather than just creating a space on my page that was kind of my own but still having people watch it, obviously, because that would be nice. I feel like some people are like, oh my God, I just post on social media for me, but I think that's inherently like flawed because if you're posting it, you're definitely expecting people to see it rather than just keeping it in your drawer somewhere. And so it was definitely in the back of my mind, but it didn't come to the forefront until I got reposted by a couple art pages or webcomic like reposting accounts. And then I saw like the numbers come in. And I was like, oh, like this is kind of like addicting um and it was really easy to get obsessed with it so yeah. I kind of fell down that path for a hot sec and then I kind of slowly pulled myself back from it yeah uh, 
Yeah. Oh, we'll talk. We'll talk about that later because I, I I did some research, Brad. I did my homework. So. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So we'll we'll talk a little bit about. <laughs> About all the, uh, cause I, I read a couple, uh, you know, I know where to get, cause you were, you went to Monta Vista. So it's like, I just look at like the high school newspaper databases for like kids I interview like around here. And I'm just like, okay, like, let me just search their name up in the high school newspaper and like articles will come up about their like OG origin stories. And so I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, this is where to, this is where it all starts. It's like real journalistic work out here. Um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> respect um, it. Respect the hustle. I got to do what you got to do, man. Um, but like, is, so like looking at thumb paint, like I, I went through and looked through a lot of the posts, like, is it kind of based on your life experiences or is it based on the experiences of like an overall population? Like what, what are you going for? Um, it's really just, a, I feel like I just try to reflect my own experiences at first. Um, the more detailed comics, I guess, like detailed, it's a cartoon, but like are definitely my own experiences, the one that get a bit more personal. But a lot of the ideas come from people in my life where they're complaining. I always love listening when people complain because I'm like, oh, is there like a relatable post here? And so I always listen for that and just write it in my notes app. And a lot of people also message me about their experiences with trauma, mental illness, and that type of um those like more heavy topics and so mm -hmm. I try to put those themes into the comics as well even if it's not my own experience because it could help possibly someone um who comes across it yeah no for sure I mean like when did you really start getting like dms from people and like realizing like wow like this project is like really just kind of like bigger than me um there was one series post that I did that was more my own kind of personal story and it was about conformity and it was this red thumb um the main character i guess thumb mm -hmm. and they were just watching everyone else have like blue like blue was like a status symbol everything good was blue and so then they like, got a paint bottle and then poured it over themselves and try to become blue and that did really well i think that was like my first post to like super super blow up and i got a lot of messages after that of people interpreting it and like putting it into their own stories, I guess, within the context of their own lives. And it was just interesting to hear how, I guess, my, that emotion of like wanting to conform with others and like feeling a bit isolated resonated with other people, but in totally different ways. And so that was when it kind of clicked for me that it could be something more than just myself. Yeah, no, I think that's super cool. And I think what's cool about it is like, different people have different interpretations of it. I think that's the coolest part about art is like, it doesn't have to be like, oh, like, it's this one thing. It's not like calculus where it's like, the answer is this integral. Fucking right. um, but like, no, Literally. Yeah. I, I could Dude, never understand it. I'm doing it right now. It's the worst thing ever. But, um, <laughs> but like, it's, you can have multiple different things. Like you were saying, people just DM'd you all sorts of their different, like, experiences. Like, when it comes to, like, that, with, like, pouring the blue paint, that could just be, like, with social status or, like, race or, like, any of these different things, you know, like, assimilation. There's so much you could do with that absolutely um, yeah. yeah so is i just want to take it back to like again more your origins is like is your family really creative or is it like are you like the odd one out that's like i make art and everyone else is like nine to five grind so it's like how does that how does that work ah <laughs> uh, i'm not sure where i necessarily get it from my mom is my grandpa because my grandpa really liked to paint but mm. my parents well my parents aren't stem people like most people in the bay area my right. dad owns a car shop he's like a mechanic type of person my mom she's a teacher and then my sister's super creative too though she does a lot of singing stuff um 
And yeah, I think we all just kind of go in our different paths, my family. And so I think that is what kind of put it into my head, like just try things and see what sticks. Yeah. See, that's also awesome that like your parents weren't necessarily like the traditional kind of like engineer doctor roles. So there was like, yeah. it was already like occur to you like, oh, there's other options. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, so <laughs> I feel like a lot of kids in our particular part of the area don't really like have that. So, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So I was like reading the captions for some of your thumbnail posts. Sorry, I'm going like all over the place. Uh, <laughs> no, you're totally fine. I like I don't know if I'm coherent at all either. No, so you're totally you're chill, bro. You're good. Um, so I was I was reading the captions kind of like for your thumbnail posts, and I was expecting like, oh, they're just gonna be like fun and like positive and like yeah, that was some of them. But some of them are like straight up dark. Like you you kind of like put a little bit of dark humor <laughs> in there. I was like, oh shit, wasn't expecting it to take that sort of turn. Like, <laughs> oh, okay, which ones in particular? Do I, you have like an example. I forget, but like there was like one I was like swiping through, and like the last slide was like, fuck this shit. Like all right. like yeah, I thought it, I thought that was hilarious. Um, but like so like where where do you get this like sense of humor this dark humor type thing from <laughs> ah i don't know exactly um i think a lot of i think it's funny because a lot of cartoons that you watch as children like you're like oh my god like there's a happy positive message but then when i'm older and you watch the cartoons i did as kids you realize that there's a lot of like undertones of just like angst and depression there's like a lot of mental health that you didn't recognize as kids and so i'm not too great at like hiding those messages together mm -hmm. but I really want to do that in the future possibly with a different character um so I just kind of separate the two so it feels a bit like disconnected even <laughs> though it's the same character but finding a way maybe in the future to kind of bring those two together somehow um would help but honestly the angst I feel like also I'm just like a teen so that definitely comes with it yeah no I, I like it personally I think it like it adds kind of like a unique element to it because I feel like a lot of these like cartoon posts that you see on the internet are like positive happy butterflies dancing in the meadows in the rain like I and yeah. I like this refreshing kind of take of like nah dude fuck this sometimes life just sucks so <laughs> it's like no yeah yeah and I 100% agree yeah for sure I mean like I thought it was, I thought it was hilarious. That's why I wanted to point it out. And, <laughs> but before we like, cause I know there's like multiple different characters in this thumb series, right? So you have like the main character, which is the red thumb. Um, and I know you have like multiple different characters. Do you kind of want to like explain like your main characters and like what their personalities are? Yeah, I really don't. So I did make a post where it's like, oh, like which like finger are you a kind of in a sense. So I try mm -hmm. to associate um, emotions or like personalities to each finger that we have, even though yeah. the thumbs on a finger, like people always say that. Okay, um, I don't. Don't know sleep on the thumb. That's what you use to text, right? So like, come on now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the main characters are really just thumb. That's kind of me, I guess. And then you have another thumb print that's blue. That's kind of the. I want to say the person. I guess thumb is. It's. I want to say love interest because I like to keep it open-ended whichever you think if it's like platonic romantic etc um but yeah that's like a whole different thing of like relationships and then you kind of have thumbs friend which is a green circle that isn't really a thumbprint and there's kind of there those are like the main three mm -hmm. um yeah to me at least how I interpret it was that the green kind of circle is more so like your inner thoughts and not really a character in the real world 
um, almost like an imaginary friend, but I guess less creepy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you can interpret it however you want it with that. Yeah. No, I liked, um, cause I know I saw that post and I liked the, uh, the ring. Cause like, it was like, the ring is like super cloudy, loves their Instagram, you know, pics like that influencer yeah. type vibe. And then I loved how like the middle finger was just like straight angst, angry. I was like, yes, right. I agree. <laughs> I use that finger all the time when I'm angry. So, I know. so you know, I, I, I like how each finger, I never really thought of it like that, where it's like each finger has their own kind of personality. Um, which is which is pretty cool so i thought i found that very creative what's the pinky one i i forget which one that is um i think the pinky one was actually the social media one that you're referring to and the ring was the blue one but it's like yeah i don't really use other characters too often yeah but they were just like the yeah the main okay for sure so like what kind of i'm just curious like what kind of personality were you going for with um like did you base it off yourself did you like kind of base it off of people in your life like what was what was the vibe there I definitely it's definitely supposed to be me um yeah I think I know I like to really leave things up into interpretation but when I was making it it was with the intent that it was me um I think in the middle there like as in like the middle of me making comics it didn't really become me but rather a projection of who I wanted to be was like a super happy and like bubbly person but like I really wasn't that mm-hmm. and so towards the end now in like the later comics I'd say it's definitely more me and like who I am as a person yeah um but yeah 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 that's interesting that like I I see I like that how like the thumb has like gone through a journey almost like with you creating because like at first you know it's like kind of like you know you trying to figure it out and then it became like a projection like you were saying so like at that point when it was like a projection was it more so like you were trying to make content that was like you were kind of alluding to it earlier with like the followers like were you just like trying to be like oh like what's gonna get hits what's gonna get likes 1000 percent, definitely clout hungry for a hot <laughs> sec um I was so obsessed with hitting 100k I thought that was like such a cool number yeah I was like I really want that three like three digits I want the hundred um and then when I hit a hundred k I was going back from school right from Monta Vista you know mm-hmm. depressing campus back to home and then I was in my car and I was like oh my god like I want to text and drive so I texted my friend before I left I was like hey, if I hit 100k like text me um I ended up hitting it right in my driveway and then when I hit it I was like oh my god like I felt really good for a hot tag yeah and I looked around and I was like I'm alone in my car like no one cares like this is not anything I thought it would be it changed nothing essentially mm-hmm. uh, and so that's when it kind of clicked for me I was like really um there's not much meaning behind the numbers I think it's like our responsibility as content people to make the numbers actual people and so I'm more focused on building a relationship with uh I guess like my followers and stuff like that afterwards than before I did so that's when the comments also kind of changed to be a bit more personal yeah that's crazy I mean obviously I've never gotten to like the platform hits of like a hundred thousand followers but like I mean yeah like I do find myself definitely like and even during like the podcast like I'll like complain to my friends I'm like dude my subs aren't going up like this fucking sucks but they're like bro as long as you're putting out good content and just like you i feel like you need to check yourself sometimes or it's like as long as you're putting out content that's yourself and like you think will provide value and be authentic like you're fine you know it'll come with time i feel like 
creators kind of tend to get caught in that loop where it's like monetization, like money, followers, ah, like, you know, so. No, 1000%. And I think that for the people who say, oh, I don't care about numbers at all, like, blah, 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 like, it's like you're putting yourself out there. I personally believe that's almost like a pretentious way to look at things. It's so um, one dimensional where you can, it's okay, like, care about numbers, just not to be like devoured by the idea that your worth is associated with it. Mm -hmm. Like, I would even critique, you know, stock people, people who invest in stocks who really just see numbers all day and just have their mood directly dependent on if the stock goes up or down. Yeah. Um, when it gets like really obsessive like that, I think it's toxic, but I think it's impossible to completely separate yourself from the numbers. It's just important to like try to, right. I think. So Thumbpaint was initially anonymous. This was something I didn't know until like going back and like reading about it. So Thumbpaint was initially anonymous what was like did friends at school were they like oh my god brett you got to check out this account thumb paint and you were like <laughs> i mean uh i i know uh, you know like did you tell anyone like what was that whole process like keeping it anonymous yeah so i guess there was a bit pressure from my parents when i look back at it so they would not want me to do anything but really like school or something that was super something that they saw like real value in mm -hmm. because I don't know, they just wanted me to be efficient with my time, which I appreciate, I guess. And so yeah. when I started, I was like, I made the comments kind of in secret. Like I didn't really tell my parents uh, <laughs> because I knew that if I didn't have like a certain amount of like followers, I guess, that they wouldn't respect the, the thing. Right. They still don't understand social media, I guess, which I totally understand. Yeah. But um, I didn't want to tell them until I had a certain number of followers. But I told a close couple friends after I hit like 5K and then I started like, slowly telling more people I guess as it got larger mm -hmm. and then people just kind of found out afterwards yeah that's yeah. kind of crazy bro that like you kept it secret from your parents for that long like that's yeah like when did you finally sit down and tell them like mom dad I'm kind <laughs> of I'm kind of a big deal <laughs> oh my god no um <laughs> I told my mom first and she was like okay have fun and then she didn't care um but it's funny because my mom has a tradition we're very mm, don't want to say it whitewash and so we have a lot of christmas traditions you know we had the matching pjs we still have matching pjs every year yeah and my mom gives me us um an or an ornament every year and so the one she gave me was like a screenshot of one of my posts and then my dad's <laughs> like what is that like what is this ornament oh. and then i had to tell him and then that's how it kind of got out okay yeah yeah that's that's funny um i love that that's that's just that's great i i just know that like with my big ass mouth i would even if i had to keep this like first of all it'd be impossible to keep this fucking podcast anonymous like i i don't know if that would ever be a possibility but like if i were to like just keep stuff anonymous i don't think i could do it that's I, that's an impressive feat man that's, thank you yeah, thank I'll, you I'll give you that um but I guess like I was looking at Montevista has some great artists, man. You got, you got ZHC too. I found out oh, ZHC my gosh, went yeah. to Montevista, like literally two, like two months ago. My friend was like, bro, you know, this guy from Montevista has like 18 mil subs on YouTube. I was like, mm -hmm. no way. Stop kidding. And he showed me and I was like, oh my God. Like he, yeah. he actually did go to Montevista. No, he is insane. Oh my God. He's like, I don't mean his content. I like his content, I guess. I mean, it's not like my vibe. It's yeah. definitely for like a younger audience, but I so appreciate the grind and from where he started. Um, it's funny. I'm actually trying to meet up with him in summer to see what we can do. But 
I mean, yeah, that's possibly something in the works, but I really Dude, appreciate Look at that, and- guys. You hear that? ZHC <laughs> Brett this summer. Let's go, you know? I mean, we'll see. I mean, I'm definitely not the person to, like, chase for clout, but I just hit him up. Or, well, he actually, I'm not going to go into it, but I was like, oh, if you need help, like, on an art project, like, just let me know, because I know he does crazy stuff and always yeah. needs extra artists on hand. Mm-hmm. And so I just, like, reached out. We'll see. Um, but, yeah. You heard it's crazy. It here and first, he's super guys. humble. He's a really humble person too, yeah. which I really appreciate. You heard it here first, but, uh, but no, <laughs> I, no, like I think I, I saw ZHC for the first time, like two months ago. And I was like, at first, like I looked at his thumbnails and I was like, oh, this is definitely for six-year-olds. And then <laughs> I like clicked on it and I was like, this guy's insane. Like the, the level of talent that he has, like customizing iPads and like shoes and all of these things is like, it's super, it's, it's pretty crazy. Like I didn't, I was just like in shock almost of like how good he was. Cause I was like, no, wow. yeah, it's crazy because I guess there is like a contrast between the, the type of content and like the uppy personality, like a lot of like random stuff blowing in your face. Like when you're watching the videos, mm-hmm. but his art is actually insane. And I know he's done some serious stuff, I think for like Marvel or DC, like before, like all of this really, like he was making comics like for, like big people and he went to art school i think he probably dropped out yeah probably because i mean you know I mean, but <laughs> I, mean, I mean he is one of like the bigger brands on youtube right now so <laughs> no yeah he literally i think helped host um the what's the youtube award stuff i don't know not the right person to ask <laughs> yeah but he he did that so i was like wow that's crazy damn dude that's crazy i because that was the first like person that came to mind when i saw your stuff i was like oh my god does brett know zhc like that would be <laughs> that'd be kind of cool like you know little little south bay artist thing i i don't know i don't know um anyway uh let's get into like the whole idea of like do you ever get burnt out with art like, is it something where you're just like, sometimes you're like, dude, I want to quit so bad. This is so great. Like you hit a wall. Do you ever hit walls? I hit so many walls. I definitely hit a wall recently. I was honestly debating quitting thumb paint, like probably two weeks before, like, um, I guess you reached out. Yeah. Um, because I do feel drained with it. I feel like I'm not growing as like an artist or person. I think just as a creator, I just got bored of it. But I do think that when you're a creative or just doing anything um, that requires a lot of like inspiration thought process behind it, there's always a wall that you have to hit. And I find that if you just keep going and push yourself a bit further to get past that wall, there's always something on the other side, whether that's a cool opportunity or like um, a random brand deal or something like that, that you really appreciate. And so I'm trying so hard to break past this recent wall, but Mm. it's, it's, thick as fuck so yeah <laughs> see if we get through it dude no i feel you on the walls thing bro i feel like i hit walls like every other week i'm like oh my god i have no one else to interview i'm tapped out like it's over yeah. and then i'll be like wait oh there's this guy oh there's that guy you know so it's like it's i feel like it definitely it does happen a lot um but like what what's your usual process like to get through burnout yeah i so there are like tiny bits of, I'm, I'm sure you go through this too, but like there's tiny bits of like inspiration where you're like, oh, everything's clicking for a hot sec. And you just have yeah. a ton of different ideas that you just write down. 
And so I write this down and I find that it's really important to have like discipline. Like, yes, you can have art block, but relying on spurts of inspiration to get you through long-term is not a great way to survive in general. And so having discipline, being like, oh, I'm gonna make this comic on this day. I'm gonna execute this idea on blank. Um, and just sitting down and being like this hour, I'm just gonna dedicate to literally thinking. I just won't even look at anything else. is super important. Honestly, sounds super cheesy and like, gung-ho but meditation low-key helps like it I thought it was kind of like oh like I don't know if like that's my thing but I tried it and like it kind of works and I was surprised so yeah. that honestly did help yeah like do you ever feel like when you're burnt out with like straight up just making art like do you find that like maybe making like YouTube videos or like going on TikTok and doing TikTok stuff is that like help you because I know you're like very multifaceted in terms of like content creating yeah, I try to do definitely do a lot of different things. I think that keeps me interested and in tune of just creating. Um, Cause that's really just what I want to do at the end of the day is just create random stuff. I think even like professional artists when they're tied down to a specific style or medium it is like constraining um, and just focusing on different products at the same time really helps just kind of like cycle through it. Yeah. Mm, no, I feel that that's, that's definitely uh that's burnout is real guys Especially it's real creators. yeah um but like have you how have you found like that transition because like did you initially start out with like okay like obviously thumb paint was the og but like how did you kind of go from thumb paint to your other instagram accounts to youtube to tiktok like how was that transition kind of put into place the transition was for me, it wasn't necessarily like a transition rather than just like a different project in my mind. Like I completely separated them, but I guess I was just like, oh, I'm super bored of Instagram right now. I'll just try TikTok. And so I did like a completely different thing on TikTok. And that was entertaining for me. Like I was just making content, felt entertained by what I was making. Um, maybe that's self-observing, but I think I put out things that I enjoy. And if I don't like it, then I just won't put it out. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I just enjoy the different forms of content creation across those different platforms. Yeah. Do you just have like hella drafts sitting in like your computer? It's just like this. Oh, is yeah. Like over a thousand. It's yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get that. I have many things that like I look on my uh, when I go to edit and I'm just like, yeah, would I want to put that out on the internet? Maybe not. <laughs> so. yeah. I think, oh my God, that's funny you bring it up because I feel like when you have so much content just like sitting there, it's hard to sift through stuff and like find the motivation to like chip away at it. Yeah. And then like at some point you just become like, oh, like, is this good enough compared to like the other pieces of content? Mm -hmm. And also like at what point does it matter if it's good enough? Because I guess perfectionism honestly does hinder growth in many right. ways right like i've heard that from so many creators where they're like dude like the thing the video like the song the art that i didn't want to put out was the one that put me over like the hill yeah right so it's like yeah. it's almost like okay like when do i just say like fuck it i'm gonna put it on the internet and when am i like okay this is actually legitimately trash like i don't <laughs> i don't know yeah <laughs> you know so it's like it's weird i don't i don't i haven't found that balance yet i don't know if you have but <laughs> no, yeah and like there's another quote that's like oh like people half as talented are you as twice as successful mm -hmm. where it's like they just put it out there and let other people decide because if you are your biggest critic then you know you'll prevent your growth the most yeah no for sure that's yeah it's definitely true um was there like any I'm just curious about this like was there did you have like any secret formula in building Instagram or do you 
like was it kind of just you being your authentic self putting out comics like or like did you post a lot like what was what was the formula there like how did you kind of start to get that initial following there yeah so at the start I was posting literally three comics a day I did not care like if it was good or not I just posted it if I thought about it and I would tag people when I was posting like all the reposts like webcomic accounts and like on Instagram and then mm -hmm. they started reposting my stuff what they saw and like they liked it and I got super lucky actually because there was an account called Ar Artists Relates who had like 100k at the time and they would always repost my stuff for some reason because they were posting like seven times a day yeah um because there was three like admin they call themselves and I'm actually friends with one of them now which is kind of funny but they reposted my stuff and that really helped but honestly the grind at the start is the hardest part yeah. to get the ball rolling yeah no, I, I feel that um that's like yeah for sure i mean posting like three times a day that's crazy that's like a that's like a college app extracurricular in itself right there oh man. it was it was <laughs> trust me it was on my college app one thousand percent yeah <laughs> that must have been like the ultimate like that's the thing that kids in our high school probably wanted the most they were like fuck dude brett has that <laughs> No, it was actually kind of funny because people were like, oh, you're going to write about that, right? You're going to write about that in your essay? And I'm like, I did. It was my Common App essay. So it's funny too, because when you get into USC, like they, or at least for me, I'm not sure with every um, admissions counselor, but I got an email from them and they're like, oh, like what really convinced me like, was something. And so I was like, that is so cool. Like, yeah, it literally what, was. So it was like, that. It was that. It was that. 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 Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, I, I guess that's at the end of the day, like that should be a lesson for everyone who's listening. Like that is, it's shit you build or like shit where it's like, I want, I'm just doing this because I love it, you know, and I'm just going to write about it and see what happens. And literally that's what happened with you, right? Like, it's like, no, I, absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, and it's funny. Sorry to cut you off. No, you're um, good. No. Yeah. Um, I never really thought about college admissions, actually. It's kind of funny because I always thought I was going to get recruited for soccer. I was, like, on that path to get recruited by, like, a good, like, school or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. seven of my teammates went to Ivy's. They play for D1. Like, I was definitely trying to do that. And so I didn't really care about my SATs and stuff like that. Um, and so, literally, I was so happy because when I quit soccer, it was right before, like, um, everyone was going to get like signing to recruit. And I was like, you know what, fuck this. Like, I'm not going to do this anymore. Okay. And so I thought that would ruin my chances of getting into college. Cause I was like, yeah. I had nothing else besides soccer at this point, but what got me in was something that I like really loved, which was okay. art. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm, I'm just curious about your soccer stuff. Like, was that, did you just like, were you like, was it more like athletic burnout? You were like, I've been doing this for 11 years. Like I can't play anymore. Yeah, it was that, um, I honestly really like the sport. Like I miss it sometimes. I definitely yeah. dream about it. I'm like just on the <laughs> soccer field, but yeah. I guess the environment was just too much for me. I felt like it was super restraining. It was very like cultish, boyish, like a lot of toxic masculinity, I guess. Yeah. Um, I just couldn't really deal with that anymore. And so I had to, I just remove myself yeah. from that. Um, but yeah, it wasn't like I was ever going to want to go pro either way. So it was, inevitable me quitting soccer so i just yeah. thought why not now yeah that's awesome though i mean playing i i admire people who play sports like that's that's the best they're so honestly it's so cool like, on college campuses people idolize like the sports people i know right like the the athletes are are the number one man i mean a college campus oh, yeah. i idolize my 
look at the background. So I know. I well, do see it. It tells it tells you who I idolize. And and of course, you know, he's not an athlete, but he's he's good too. Shout out Drake. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> uh, do you I was just curious, like in terms of your mediums, like do you kind of prefer digital art or are you more of like the old school guy that's like I'm gonna pull out the dark room like the whole canvas and easel you know straight <laughs> up like traditional like what's your vibe yeah so I'm starting like traditional a lot more because I can actually like feel the paper I feel like I'm a very mm -hmm. hands-on person so it's difficult for me to like really connect with what I'm doing digitally and also my eyes just always hurt because I'm always like on the freaking screen so I definitely moved away from that but I still have fun with kind of both both of them yeah no i feel that i i like the uh i don't know i think it, there is definitely like something like you were saying like the old school kind of just like feel like even with reading right like i feel like a lot of yeah. nowadays like we do a lot of reading on like laptops and it's freaking annoying to just stare at the same screen but like when you hold a book in your hands it's definitely a different type of uh feel in there for sure. yeah it's definitely a whole different experience and even though there's so much you can do with like online stuff like that I feel like just feeling like a book in your hand or just the paper is just so much more rewarding. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I totally get that. That's, that makes way, like, I love that way more than like staring at a computer all the time. That's why I'm like the kids who have Kindles. I'm just like, dude, I know how <laughs> like this is, it's so hard at a certain point. It's just like, you really stare at that thing for hours on end. Like it's, it would hurt. Yeah. Lives. It's crazy too because like the Kindles are like that. They're like, oh, it feels like paper. Like you're reading it almost like it's paper. I'm like, oh, then just like get the paper. Made. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like you know, but I do get the cost-effective thing. It's definitely no, like, yeah, the environment. Yeah, know. environment. You know, environmentalism. Exactly. I mean, I, and not speaking of environmentalism, I know Thumb Paint has done like you've talked a little bit about like kind of more worldwide issues from what I saw. Like I know you've talked a little bit about body positivity kind of racial injustice self-care that type of stuff like what kind of empowered you to do that because you know like talking about politics is like usually like with these big art accounts or even big creators tend to like stray away from like you know like we're not going to talk about that like you know obviously now it's changing right but like right but usually like it's like you know like there's a line between what we create and then what's going on in the real world but you've kind of like broken the fourth wall a little bit kind of talk about that yeah it's a very touchy subject honestly like this is the stuff that people will, like clip and cancel you for um luckily i'm not big enough to cancel like i don't like it doesn't yeah. be like that but um yeah i just felt really mm, i felt like i was informed enough to talk about the subject i felt like i was passionate enough to make something that was authentic and i did enough research and asked people who dealt with those issues with they whether it was like racial injustice or um, like body image issues to make posts that I felt like did represent that community well or help. Um, I did one for Black Lives Matter that was more about mm -hmm. being an ally. And so I felt like that was something I could speak on because obviously I have never had the Black experience in America. And so I would never be able to speak um, upon that experience, but just understanding right. how to be a better ally and stuff. Mm -hmm. I find that it's a super slippery slope though, because once you talk about one thing, people really push you to talk about everything yeah and at some point it becomes almost obviously there I'm literally I'm, I'm trying to kick my words carefully because <laughs> I don't want anything to cross come across insensitive but at some point it's not on the creator's 
agenda to talk about everything because I feel like if you're a consumer, you choose what information you're consuming. And if all you're getting your news sites from are these big influencers who just dance, do makeup or just do art is not beneficial for you. And you should really just go with like a reputable news source, like news right. site rather than getting your information from content creators. But um, I think it's still nice though to see that representation in a different space than just news. Yeah, no, I totally feel you on that, man. When it comes to like creators, like I feel like, yes, there is a certain responsibility for these big creators to kind of really show like what their, like you have a platform, you have a certain responsibility, you know? Like you have to like, when stuff is wrong, like you should definitely call that out. But I don't think every single day should be another political comment or another political YouTube video or like this and the other, because then you get niched down into this whole like political rabbit hole which is just, you know, and once you go too far down that rabbit hole, it's hard to come back, like, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, you can't have a wrong opinion really about anything. For sure. And even though there, I think it's funny because on TikTok, you get down to this echo chamber of like your for you page because the algorithm is so specific to what you like. And so if you're like a Republican, you're on Republican TikTok. If you're a liberal, you're on ultra liberal TikTok. And it's just the echo chamber of like, oh, you think you're right at some point. And so you guess, I guess you just like homogenize your thought processes and everyone is thinking the same in these different extremes. And I'm starting to see it where I'm like, oh, like I thought I was like super liberal cause like Bay area, like yeah. And then I see other people and I'm like, oh, like if you're, if you don't like complete communism like you are a terrible person. <laughs> I'm like, oh, am I a bad person? Maybe but not because of that, you know? Yeah, dude, no, I feel you on that, on those echo chambers. They're pretty crazy, man. I've been down some TikTok rabbit holes myself. Oh, some interesting experiences, bro. Like, I mean, you just, like, sometimes I'll be scrolling through and I'm just like, how did I get here? Like, what, what did I like? What did I comment on to get to this point? No, yeah. Like, it's like, Oh man, it's, it's very interesting. Uh, but like, I know I've kind of asked you this multiple times in different ways, but like, what's your kind of end goal with thumb pain? I know you were talking about like, dude, I just wanted to quit two weeks ago, but I know. <laughs> like what, what's your goal with it? Like how, how do you kind of see it playing out further? Cause you know, um, obviously, you know, you're out of kind of high school and you're into this kind of new chapter of your life how do you how do you see thumb paint like playing a role moving forward I think thumb paint will always be like my first project that I'm super proud of hopefully I can like extend beyond that character and move towards bigger and hopefully better projects that I'm more proud of in terms of evolving actually thumb paint um I'm starting to try to dabble in more animation to see like what more can I do with this character? Like how far can I stretch it? Um, and maybe like developing actual like physical products with it, even though that sounds like sellout, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but just different forms of them would be ideal. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. And I was, I was gonna ask you like, is doing art like for a living the dream? Is that like your absolute, like that's what I wanna do? Like that's... Absolutely. The dream, the dream is art. The backup is using that comm degree, you know, to <laughs> the, the little length it will get me. So. Yeah. No, dude, I think it communicate. I, I think this whole idea of like, oh, communication degrees are useless. Like, nah, like, honestly, it's, it's not. 
that mm-hmm. i don't i disagree with that whole notion that they're useless i don't think they are because yeah, why would people be getting them like <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. but yeah i know i think it's broad though which is like you know like you could get into like whatever like field you know that's a backup but that's backups we don't talk about backups here we only plan a or bust I know. yeah plan a or bust no that's, that's that's the mentality though yeah. really if you have a backup plan i feel like you'll just gravitate towards that backup plan right security exactly yeah, you won't go further than that oh man yeah damn but you're a usc student so you're already just like ahead of 98 percent of the population in the world so it's not top 25 though so not good enough for (laughs) (laughs) oh my lord usc if usc is not top 25 it's definitely like 25 and a half or 26 so it's right up there yeah it's very good um i was gonna ask you do you think there are stereotypes for art majors like i'm just curious oh 1000 percent. you know like the interesting (laughs) hair the jewelry the makeup and because i think in like the art world a lot of it is dissenting against like capitalism the social norms like going against everything and so i guess that culture too is i mean there's something to say about like stereotypes too i don't think stereotypes are flat out wrong because how would people like come to these conclusions Mm -hmm. necessarily um but I, I think it's almost empowering to be an art major because you kind of have a, a card, like a write-off to kind of just do what you want and be like, oh, he's an art major. Like, it makes sense. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I I'm like, that. okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm an art major, man. Oh, makes sense. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Damn. Do you, like, do you kind of feel like sometimes you don't fit into that stereotype and, like, a lot of your friends are, you know, they have, like, the, the blue hair or, like, the jewelry and you're, like oh like you know like I do you feel like you don't fit in sometimes or is it like you feel good there are major friends no yeah I haven't um actually met a lot of art majors yet because I haven't like been on campus campus but the people I have met they're definitely more exciting than me I'm definitely really boring I don't have much of my clothes you know I only wear like black and white and that's pretty much it yeah um so I definitely feel like I need some cashing up to do but at the same time like this is what I'm comfortable with and this is what I like so I'll just keep doing that yeah man yeah for sure uh I was gonna ask you and I realized I didn't say my essential question at the beginning of this intro so the essential question an hour into the podcast lol is how his heart how has art helped you so Brett has done a very good job answering that a plus plus job so far um yeah I appreciate it there you go uh but why do you think it's art that fulfills you like what is it about art where you're like I feel creatively fulfilled because it's like a lot of creators I know have this like toxic or like weird relationship with their art like whether it be like filmmaking or writing or like podcasting whatever where it's like I feel so burnt out by it I feel this I feel that but it's like when you're making it and everything is clicking like it just feels like the greatest thing in the world so kind of like go into that a little bit like why do you think it's art that fulfills you no yeah I think that's it right there it's just like such a toxic relationship with such high highs and such low lows (laughs) where it's like you honestly just hate yourself so much for making art and then you look back at something you're like oh like I literally never gonna make anything again like I quit and then you just find like these bursts of inspiration and just seeing it go from idea and just it manifesting in like the physical world like on the paper I think is the most like rewarding part of the whole experience because for me I know I tr- I'm trying more to enjoy the process of creating art but really to me right now like I'm just looking at the finished product and if I feel, I feel I like the finished product a lot if I am proud of it which is kind of rare I feel like super good and like I did something I feel productive 
Um, but obviously it is like a never ending cycle of just wanting to make the next thing. But I think that honestly, it's kind of like metaphorical for, I guess, life in the sense, it's like, why do anything? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For there's sure. like no point really if there's like a inevitable end. And so at that point, it's just to do what you want to do. And then for that, I guess they're just art for me. Yeah, no, I feel it. I mean, different people gravitate towards different things, you know, and it's like, it's the most toxic relationship in the world. But like, yeah, it's like, when you get it, it's like, holy shit, like, that's it's it, you know? So good. Yeah. yeah. Best feeling ever. Best um, feeling ever. So I saw your uh, video, I think it was like your USC portfolio piece video on YouTube. By the way, go subscribe to Brett on YouTube. He's, he's chilling. Um, but, uh, but I saw that piece and it's amazing. I mean, I loved it. I think it, it, it was very well done. It's beyond the scope of anything I have any talent in. Um, so talk about that piece a little bit. I, I don't know, because you had a temporary title, which I've already forgotten. Um, but I really liked it. And I really liked the, the kind of video concept that you went for, which was like, I'm going to tell the story behind it. So kind of talk a little bit about that. For sure. Hold on. I'm going to plug in my Mac really quick because yeah, I think this, out, this outlet, like, I think is broken. <laughs> um, yeah. I think it's literally broken. <laughs> so that's a college dorm for you. Um, You're seeing it right here, guys. Okay. It's working. It's working. 8%. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. So you're talking about this, the soccer painting of like, it's a huge ass head and like. Yeah. And the, the thank you bag over the head. Yeah. So that one, it definitely reflects like my experience on like the soccer team. Um, I'm so sorry. What was the question? No, it was just like, what, what did that like piece mean to you? Cause I, you did a really good job explaining it in that video of just like the story behind the piece and, and, uh, and all that stuff. So. No. Yeah. So for, I guess the people who are like listening and like aren't able to actually see the piece, essentially it's me with a big ass head and looking at people playing soccer and packing up and there's a one other character which is supposed to be me with another huge ass head but it's wrapped in a thank you bag Mm -hmm. um holding some cones and like a ball next to it and so for me there was always at the end of soccer practice everyone's supposed to help pick up the balls pick up the cones and whatever and usually the person who does that is like the person who played shitty that day the person who the person who like pissed off the coach or whatever but for me I always felt like I put myself in the position to just pick up the cones voluntarily and I always wrote it off as like oh I'm just like trying to be like a better person whatever like someone has to do it I'll just do it so no one else has to and my dad would always ask me he's like why are you the one to always pick up the balls and cones like why are you the one because it is essentially like supposed to be a degrading job in a sports team especially with like right. a hierarchy like that no I got it yeah that makes yeah sense. and so I was like why am I doing this and I looking back I think part of it was because I never felt like I really fit in I was the I think the only full Asian person on my team at one point mm-hmm. and that was pretty isolating in itself um because in the Bay Area everyone's basically Asian right so right I mean I, really I know saw... where you grew up like 80 percent Asian high school Monta Vista to like 100 yeah. percent white soccer team like yeah that's a difference <laughs> no it's a complete 180 and yeah. so I thought I just had a difficult time navigating that experience and so I found myself like putting myself down on like those lower positions to do it and I guess like the thank you bag was supposed to be like imagery relating to I guess Asian culture because a lot of that thank you bag you see it from like Chinese takeout even right. I'm Korean I think it's still like is applicable to like Asian culture mm-hmm. and so I just put that there yeah no it's I'll 
put the piece over this part of you talking so they'll, they'll okay, be able to see perfect. it yeah so they'll be able yeah. to see the big ass heads as you described it um yes. yeah no but it's a super like awesome piece i just i loved like i think it was just very like relatable i think it will be relatable to a lot of the audience too which is super cool um and so you had you use that to apply to usc art school right yeah i did uh yeah okay cool 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 and i mean look at that brett got in so it, it we'll see. is a good piece possibly possibly oh Maybe you're still like applying that. oh no, no no sorry sorry no i got in but i'm okay. just wondering like it was like there were a lot more pieces and i'm not sure if they'd like that one oh i, I thought i thought it would be like an iffy one to put in but yeah. i like this so i just put it in yeah yeah you know it was like thumb paint man it's just like you gotta just put it out there and sometimes it just works i put it out there yeah so I'll give you two more questions. I'll let you go because I know you're a busy man making a lot of art. So <laughs> you got you're you're doing big moves. Um, so I know you show like a lot of like different because like I I went and like went on a Brett content binge so to speak, uh, and I know you show like kind of different types of your personality through like different pieces of like or different social media mediums almost and different types of content. So like kind of talk me through that a little bit. Yeah, I think. There are a lot of just different sides of me that are pulling in different directions with each social media platform. I think on YouTube, because of the longer form content, even like a podcast, like you have more opportunity to show how you are throughout like the day. Right. And like your personality is like just regular basis. But on TikTok, I feel like you have just so much time, like a really small amount of time to show like, I mean, to catch people's attention essentially. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's more so just kind of, playing on different parts of my personality that are more exciting out there um yeah I think at first I thought like oh my god I'm being so fake like this is some fake shit like just like randomly doing <laughs> shit um for different platforms but I heard another person <laughs> comment on it being like no it's honestly just like social media literacy like if you're trying to grow like you're gonna communicate the way other people communicate on those various platforms right I like that better than being a fake ass bitch. So I'm going to say it's for social media literacy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Social media literacy guys, you heard it here first. Yep. Um, I had a question in mind. I was going to ask you, damn, I forgot. Um, and what is my last? Oh, I was going to ask you, do you, do you have like any advice for like the young artists out there? The three youngins that have gotten to this point of the podcast, <laughs> their attention span has probably shifted to other things in the world, but, uh, What's your advice to the young gun, the young guns who are, you know, trying to make it an art and be you? Yeah, honestly, just do art, constantly create, never stop creating. I think creating anything is the most important part, being consistent or at least trying to, and hopefully finding, you know, discipline in all the madness. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, last thing is, do you have any questions for me? What, like, I know that's really fucking selfish but uh no, I, no, I, I, I like doing this thing where i sometimes when i remember to just like uh ask people like if they have any questions for me if they want to know anything or ask anything what do you what do you want because this is your yeah, this is your time right here so love that what's yeah. um i guess what's like the long-term goal i guess with the podcast like just for fun hobby to career yeah. no this is career like this is planet like i was saying like this is plan a or bust um i'm going to school for you know different things but i really just i have gotten to the point in my life where i'm like i cannot see myself working in an office for yeah. a nine to five job 
and you know doing that Monday through Friday like I genuinely cannot see that and now I'm at the point where I'm just like I need to build something I'm 20 years old like I've tried with different things in high school didn't work out and so it's like fuck it like let's see where this goes and uh, this is my plan A or, you know, I go big or go home. So <laughs> no, yeah, that's the mentality to go with, yeah. honestly. And there's so much time to fuck up in like the early 20s when I was saying right. it's like, you literally have so much time to rebuild yourself and reinvent, like just go for it. Yeah. And so I love that, that attitude. Yeah. And like, that's honestly just been like my mentality since I was like a kid, like everything I've done has just been like, all right, like I'm gonna go big and go home. I have, I'm afraid that I'm going to be like 45 and I'll be like, fuck it. I'm gonna go for it. And I'm gonna be like, yeah. oh, you're already a fucking failure. So why are you going for this again? <laughs> but that's my biggest worry. But honestly, I, I just have a feeling that this is going to work out. Like I, I always have. So I'm just going to keep pushing through and see what no, happens. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I'm excited to see where it all goes, you know? Yes. See I, if we I, both make it. You know, dude, we're going to do like a five-year revisited episode. You already count on it. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, when when you blow up and when Thumb Paint becomes like a TV show on Nickelodeon or ABC, <laughs> I'll be like, dude, I knew him. He blew up. That's what's up. I got him before everybody else did. So For sure. you best believe your first press is going to be this podcast. So Absolutely. I'll <laughs> make right. that happen. Yes. All right. Thank you. And with that, Thank you so much, Brett, for coming on the podcast. I'm going to link all his social media down below so you can go check out all his various pieces, his amazing YouTube vlogs where he talks about his boba addiction and his yes. addiction to everything bagel seasoning, which, by the way, is incredible. Everything bagel seasoning. I agree so with good. you. When you said that, I, so I, I, I paused the video and I was like, this is very true. It is. Yeah. So go check him out. Uh, I'm going to be linking all that down below, but this podcast is over. So thank you, Brett, for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. enjoy that candid conversation with Brett about the relationship between creators and their craft as well as you know learning a little bit about Brett's you know so far amazing career and his webcomic uh, I hope you guys all enjoyed this conversation about art and what it means as well um, I've linked all of Brett's stuff down below including his social media both thumb paint and his web uh, both thumb paint and the link to it as well as his personal account uh, and I've also linked linked his TikTok and YouTube down below. So go give Brett a subscribe uh, on YouTube. Go give him a follow on TikTok, uh, Instagram on both his webcomic account and his personal one. If you're really into art, he is on the come up. Uh, and Brett is super active with it. He's always doing something on each one of his channels. So make sure that you go check him out. You don't want to miss it. Fellow Bay Area content creator, we always got to support um, also with me, uh, if you guys like this episode of the podcast, feel free to leave it a like down below, subscribe, uh, hit me with the follow. That would be awesome. Um, and I've also linked my social media down below so that you guys can stay updated if you want and follow me with what's going on with podcasts and stuff, uh, of that nature. The quarter is ending. So that means more content is coming soon, which is exciting and uh so get pumped for that even though summer school is on the rise so let's see how that goes um, but anyway 
Uh, I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode with Brett. It was a lot of fun to make. It was a lot of fun to talk to Brett. He's super cool. He's awesome. And uh, yeah, again, hope you enjoyed. More coming soon. And have a great one. Peace.